Welcome to this week's, uh, what are, what are we called? What did we decide? Leap into wellness. Leap into wellness. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Kyle Pfaffenbach. I'm a, um, professor at EOU and, uh, Anya is with us. And first of all, we have to give Anya a huge shout out for the intro music. Um, and really just everything that this podcast, uh, this podcast exists because of Anya's work. So Anya's an amazing student at EOU and uh, she has been an amazing help throughout this entire process. So um, yeah, the music sounds awesome. The real shout out should go to the EOU music department, the electronic music class put together the intro music. Yeah. So, so this is such a cool example of like a collaboration. So when we, when Anya and I uh, decided to do this podcast, we, we actually reached out to one of the music professors. Um, and this is one of the great things about being at educational institutions is that you have such a wide breadth of expertise. And uh, so we reached out and asked him uh, if he had any uh, beats or, or melodies or tunes or, <laughs> or tracks, I guess is a better term from, uh, from his online electronic music class. And, he gave us a sample of them. So um, thank you, Luke McKern. Shout out to him. And we really appreciate it. Sounds awesome. Before we jump into what we're talking about today, can we circle back to what we talked about last week? Yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you uh, give us a recap about the importance of self-help and, and kind of what you took away from that? Yeah. So last week we talked about the importance of prioritizing self-care. Um, and I actually have a question for you, Kyle. Based on what we talked about last week, what's one way that you've prioritized your self-care? Uh, this is uh, this is a really good question because we are good at giving advice and not great at following our own advice sometimes. So, uh, so there's a couple things that that I can point to where, uh, you know, the thing I struggle with is being a perfectionist, and so. If I say I'm going to walk every day and then I miss one day, I think I'm not a, I'm not a walker I'm, or I'm not a good exerciser. I miss this day. And so one of the things I've been really trying to work on is like, uh, you, you know, think about what good enough is and think about what my best is on this day. And so for the last five days, um, I went on long hikes with my dog for three of them. Um, I've been really, I was just off air um, telling Anya about a bunch of house projects and a bunch of other stuff that we've been putting off until Christmas break. And now we're using our break to catch up on some of those things. And, um, and it's really important for me to make sure that I don't get too caught up in those goals and forget about uh, some of these other things that I know are really important to me and really important to my puppy. And um, yeah, so we were able to do that. I wanted to get all five. Uh, didn't quite make it, um, but I did get three out of the five days. We got nice long walks in. And I would say that that was as good as I could do. 
And what about you? You were just sharing with me some of the things you've been doing while you're back home in Portland. Yeah. The biggest way I've been taking care of myself is um, getting out and running in Forest Park, which is close to where I live. That's very therapeutic and relaxing for me. We were just talking about how awesome Forest Park is. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, that's something that I like to prioritize when I have extra time. Being able to spend more time trail running. When I'm really busy with school and work and things like that, I can't do that. And for me, um, speaking to Anya, uh, if if she's out on real long runs and long hikes in Forest Park, then I know she's not working or... Uh, and hopefully she's not thinking about working. And and when I say working, I mean schoolwork, uh, internship work, all the different studies and, and projects that she's working on. And uh, so that was a conversation we had going into break is that, um, you know, she really needs to take a step back and, and unplug and rest up and get ready for another busy term. So I'm really happy to hear you doing that. Yeah, I've all of this information is benefiting me a lot as well <laughs> that's awesome me too uh so so there's a couple things uh that we wanted to do today um y- you know a, a couple years ago we we did a wellness newsletter uh called the thursday thrive and some of you listening might remember getting those and and you might hear some repeat information from from some of those kind of issues um now that we have this different uh kind of format in 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 these episodes and One of the things that I think is really important to talk about, especially around the holidays, um, is just all the different things that can impact our wellness during the holidays. So so basically what we're doing is, is we have this idea of what we call our winter toolbox, and it's based around these three principles, uh, sleep, exercise, or four, sleep, exercise, stress, and diet. And um, those are really the things that are sort of the four pillars of the four columns of making a start or or getting into wellness or making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. If you're checking in with each of those four areas, how's my stress? How am I doing this? How's my exercise? Um, how am I keeping up with it? How's my sleep? Am I giving it the attention that I need? And how's my diet? And, y- you know, they all work together. So we don't necessarily need to think of them as distinct categories, but we can sort of think of them as these four pillars to like a solid wellness base. Yeah. Um, And over the holidays, I think is kind of an apropos time to talk about these. I mean, they're a useful toolkit all the time, but kind of ironically, when people are on break, the holidays are here, they're on a different schedule, it can be a very stressful time for a lot of people. And so this toolkit, I think, is a way to prioritize your self-care. Yeah, prioritize your self-care. It's a great point. And, you know, even though it is a break, it it can be disruptive because it is like very much out of uh, out of the quote unquote normal routine. And that's something we need to recognize. Yeah, for sure. At least for me, I feel pressure to use my break productively in the sense of like make it as restful as possible, which can add to stress. So this toolbox is a way to 
kind of give some simple strategies for recharging 100%. effectively. That's such an aware, yes, you're being very aware. I um, have been forced to be very aware about it. <laughs> I like it. The uh, um, And when she say force, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I kind of hit a wall a few weeks ago, stress-wise, um, and had to reevaluate like what I can and can't do and where my boundaries need to be and like how much I can do and still be mentally healthy um, and when I need to rest and when I need to say no to things. So that that's what I mean when I say I've been yep. forced to be more self-aware. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good, um, it's, I, I think it says a lot about your approach that you're not fighting that reality or you're not mad about that reality. You're adapting to that reality. It's sort of the, one of my favorite analogies is, you know, be the river flowing around the obstacles and over smoothly, not rocks just smashing into each other. Okay, so so we have these four kind of general areas. Uh, you know, my background's in nutritionist in nutrition, and I work with a lot of people as a nutritionist. And one of the things that I think is really important is to um, be mindful of the things you're eating, when you're eating, and why you're eating it. And this can really help over the holidays because one of the things is that it's really important not to feel guilty about eating lots of food on Thanksgiving and eating lots of food on Christmas and enjoying treats and being social and those types of things. What, what I see um, appears to be more detrimental is when people sort of throw away the whole month and a half based on one, um, they throw away kind of the whole month and a half based on a couple nights or a couple parties or a couple evenings. And they say, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And I think being mindful of I'm eating this because I'm in a social situation and this is what I'm choosing to do and I'm really going to fully enjoy it. But it also, that doesn't mean that all the other times this month are just you can do whatever you want or just do this type of thing there there is some real balance that you can strike there and i think that's really important i don't know what are your thoughts on that well i know that there's also a certain amount of pressure to eat in social situations you don't have even if you feel pressure or you have perceived pressure you can say no 100 percent. so i think this is this goes back to that idea of being mindful like if if someone offers you something and you sort of sit with that feeling and you think about, do I want this or don't I? And and if you don't, it's totally fine to say no. And if you do, it's totally fine to say yes, even if you're full and you still want it at, at this time. And I think that that's something that is, um, you know, m might be a little controversial in like health circles because you're supposed to be strict and you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that. And And I don't see that. Food is social... Um, food is enjoyment. Um, food is uh, an important part of breaking bread with other people and with family is a really important part of our existence. And I think that having a good relationship and knowing why and when you're doing something because of mindfulness, I think is really important during this time. The other really important just blanket piece of holiday food advice 
is do not feel pressure to keep food that was given to you as a gift that you don't want. It is so liberating to take the can of plastic popcorn and not tell the person that gave it to you, um, no, I don't eat high fructose corn syrup and junk food, and this is a lot of calories I don't need. But take it, be appreciative of it, accept that that gift, that kindfulness, that cheerfulness. That's really what the interaction is all about. And then it's totally fine to turn around and throw that in the trash can. <laughs> it is not, you're not wasting food. You're not starving anybody. Um, and it's, it's really one of those things because if you leave that stuff around, especially because we're spending more time indoors and more time out of our routine, what happens is that you'll start to just sort of really non-mindfully or unconsciously grab a handful every time you walk past it. Do you have trouble throwing food away that people give you? Um, I have a big family, so food disappears so fast in our house. <laughs> so you distribute it. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. So kind of, yeah. <laughs> I always get a kick out of that, though, with, with like someone will give give my wife something that and I say, hey, I don't want the boys to eat that. Like I have two boys. I'll say, I don't want the boys to eat that. And she'll go, oh, maybe I'll give it to this person. I was like, we literally just said it wasn't healthy and we're not going to eat it. Why would we give it to someone else? Like, let's let's get it out of the food chain here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so remember that around um, uh, around nutrition. If you remember one thing, just remember that to pause, really taste, really enjoy, really be mindful, really be thoughtful about what, what you're eating and, and why. Um, the next thing is sleep. Tell me about what your, how's your sleep changed since you've been on break? Well, I've been trying to maintain a consistent sleep schedule because um, I know I'm going to be back on early mornings when I get back to school. Yeah, I've been trying to prioritize good sleep hygiene. I Sleep is so important to me. Um, I know <laughs> really I can't yeah. function if I mess up my sleep schedule. Um, we need to do a whole up different episode on we sleep will. hygiene. I'm, yeah, I'm we'll, like we'll do a, and... yes, hundred percent. We will talk about this a lot more and we'll do a several episode series where we do a deep dive into this. But one of the things to just remember as you're going into the break is that you still need sleep. Um, it can be really nice for people that are not morning people Breaks can be an amazing time to have the opportunity to sleep in and to catch up. And there is some evidence that you can catch up on sleep. You, We accumulate sleep debt and we can accumulate sleep credit. And so doing that, I think, is really important. There's two things that I think um, people should be aware of. One, if you're having trouble falling asleep, if you're having um, disrupted sleep, consider uh, maybe the disruption in when you're going to bed and when you're getting up as potential reasons for that. That's one thing. Another easy thing is to, you know, it's really easy this time to kind of sit up and watch movies or look at your screens or those types of things. And just try if you can to shut down your screen about a half an hour before you go to bed. Um, one of the things that I do, cause I don't fall asleep very quickly. And so, um, uh, this is like, I'm so jealous of my wife because she literally falls asleep in like 10 seconds. <laughs> like she lays, so <laughs> it's just lay down full deep sleep immediately. I don't do that. So 
what I do is listen to books because then it, it gives me something that I can sort of nod off to. But um, I, I'm, I, I'm not looking at a screen. I'm not reading. I'm not scrolling. I'm not doing those different types of things. Yeah. yeah. Something that I've tried to do for about two years is just one hour before my bedtime. One hour. One hour, mm-hmm. no screens. Um, yep. Recently, I've also been trying to take some time right after I wake up as well to have a little bit of buffer between when I wake up and when I start like looking at my phone and doing work looking on at your computer, computer. yeah 100 yeah, so like, and go straight to yeah and again we're going to talk about the science behind some of this stuff how melatonin comes on why screens don't allow melatonin to come on why we, we need a little bit of buffer in the morning for melatonin to come down and cortisol to come up. We'll, we'll talk about all these things in later episodes. But for now, you know, just just try and have some time where you're calming down. You're, you're going through a little bit of a routine. Um, you're avoiding screens. And then you're getting that good night's sleep. And the, the sort of last thing about this is that if your natural rhythm is to stay up later and get up, later just know that that that's about equivalent to taking a cross-country flight when you try and switch back so our circadian rhythm gets adjusted to that 24-hour cycle and say you you like to sleep in to till eight over break or nine and you get up at five or six that's about like crossing three time zones when you go back and so what you want to think about is slowly backing that down the week before you go back to school or the week before you go back to work, just slowly getting closer and closer to that normal wake up time so that it's not, it's a series of smaller adjustments. It's not such a big, um, just like, uh, it's not such a big, um, stress when, when the time comes. Right. The hard thing is knowing when on your break, you need to start being disciplined again. Yeah, discipline is such a strong word. It it does have some di- discipline has this like air of of, of like um, that it's a it's a moral issue, and the reality is is like so. For example, I I I think I'm a disciplined hard worker, but I do not like getting up in the morning, <laughs> and so uh, for me. You know, usually about two or three days before I have to start getting back on a six, I'd rather sleep till eight than get up at six. And then it would usually be about, it's probably going to be two or three days before I start back to school where I'll, I'll, I'll wake up at, I'll do a seven thirty, a seven, a six thirty, and then a six, for example. And, and you can really, um, kind of ease your way back into it that way. Yeah. I think that that's useful information to share. Yeah, I think knowing that's really important. And then, and so, yeah, for, for sleep, you know, make sure you get it, make sure you prioritize it. You know, you can't show up. You, you, we can't, most people, I should say, now there's some, there's some very special people that only need a little bit of sleep, but most people need a a full recommended night's sleep in order to show up um, at their best for, their their family, their friends, the the people that they're spending time with, and those types of things. So, um, you, you know, you're not being selfish if you want to go to bed or if you want to sleep in or you want to take a nap. This is something that needs to be prioritized. Um, okay, so so two down, two to go. The next one's exercise, and really exercise 
is not about anything super splashy or, and it's also, so it's not, a. I think it's really important not to wait until January 1st, even if it's uh, December 22nd and you think, okay, once the new year starts, then I'll get back to exercising because even when you have a busy schedule, um, you're spending time with family, you have kids at home now that you're taking care of, you don't have your normal lunch break where maybe you go for a walk or something like that. I still think it's really important to get some sort of work in every day. It's good. It's good for the stress. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your body. It's good for your sleep. Exactly. I was about to say. Yep. All of it is yep. tied together. All of it's tied together. And so I do think that even if your exercise routine during the holidays isn't your normal exercise routine or that you have big goals for the coming year, it doesn't mean that you don't do anything until then. And one of the most inspiring things that that that's related to this is um, just how impactful a single session of exercise can be. So um, my, my friend and colleague, who's a professor of physiology at Oregon State University, I, I've had the opportunity to see him give several scientific talks and talk at different meetings and stuff like that. And, and he gives this talk where he talks about a study he did as a PhD student at the University of Michigan, where he showed like profound metabolic health benefits in morbidly obese individuals with as little as three days of exercise. Um, and they started seeing benefits within 24 hours of the first exercise session from like a metabolic standpoint. And we'll talk about this more in a deep dive, but from a metabolic level or from a molecular level and from a metabolic level, we get the benefit every time that we've worked out, even if we haven't worked out in a long time. And so it's never too late to start and it's never too early or it's never you've never exercised enough to keep going. And in the same study, uh, he they demonstrated that when they took regularly active individuals and then made them be sedentary for three consecutive days, they had profound changes, metabolic and molecular changes towards detraining. When he gives the talk, he, he has this very thoughtful and kind kind of moment in the talk where he says, you can be a pessimist about this or an optimist. The optimist says, or the pessimist says, you mean I could exercise every day for a year and within three days I start to lose all those benefits? And yeah, that's one way to look at it. Uh, the optimist looks at it and says, you mean all I have to do is exercise every day and no matter how long it's been or I'm getting the benefit from it right away and I get the benefit of it every single day. It's an incentive both for consistency and just getting started for consistency and just getting started. And one of the things we talk about for those that have come in for testing is that, you know, things like walk, taking a brisk walk is not nothing. It is absolutely something. And, um, you know, like finding time to get that work in and to have that me time and get that exercise in, um, it's, it's never too late to start. And, and it's never, there's never a better date then right away. And so even if it's for 15 minutes after dinner, even if it's for 15 minutes in the morning when you wake up, um, start that habit. And as you get into that routine, it becomes easier and easier. 
What do you think about sharing some online free resources to good exercise channels in this podcast description? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, Apple Fitness has a lot of really good ones. Um, there's a lot of great YouTube videos and series and things like that where you can do like an, a body weight class or an exercise class, those types of things. There, um, there are a ton of really good options out there. Yeah, I think it'd be great. And and you guys, if you have um, ones that you all use currently, let us know and we'll, we'll share it with everybody um, in the group. Yeah, because winter, it can be tricky. Because if you generally work out outside and you don't be. know what to do at home, it can be yeah. overwhelming. So yeah, we'll share some. Especially when the weather, especially when the weather's crappy. Uh, so far, it's been very mild, so the walking is still good. But yeah, well, you're if right. It's like raining, and you don't want to go outside, but it's not cold enough to snow. You're just stuck. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you're stuck. It's true. Yeah, so I think that finding a way to get that movement in each day, no matter how little it is, um, and then not thinking, especially on New Year's Day, all right, uh, this is a new year, I'm gonna go all in on exercise and start this new program. And a lot of times what happens is you end up sore or discouraged or burnt out a little too early. And so what we want are achievable steps that can be done in a very consistent way that create lifestyle and create habits and those types of things. And that's really, really important. Yeah. You don't need to feel like you're getting beat up from a workout to get adaptations from it. hundred percent. And in fact, it may be detrimental because if, if you're so sore or injured or tired that you can't work out the next day, um, that's, that's not ideal. It, it would be better to a little bit each day is better than a lot once in a while. And, uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll go into a, we'll, we'll do deep dives into some of these things because the, the molecular biology and the, and not to like totally nerd out, but the, so the cool. science behind these things, the science behind these things is very, very cool. All right. So the last, the last one is, um, stress and, and a lot of people think, oh, okay, well, it's, it's holiday break. I'm not at work, so I must be relaxed. And we know that's not the case. There's a lot of stress that come along with holidays. I know, um, you know, on a very personal note, this is the first holidays I've spent without my father. He passed away earlier this fall. Uh, so there's a lot of new feelings there. Um, I'm also not traveling. Uh, so I'm not, you know, my, my mom is traveling, my sister's in California, my other sister's in Ohio, we're kind of spread out. And so there's a little bit of just sort of uneasiness and, and thoughtfulness there. Um, we know that family dynamics are, are unique uh, to the family unit. And so there can be stress between siblings, there can be stress between parents, there can be stress between in-laws, there can be travel and weather delays. And so all these things actually um, contribute to stress. And, and we really need to, uh, just like with eating, we need to be mindful of how we're feeling and accepting of how we're feeling. And when you know, oh, I'm getting a little too ramped up here, or feels like I'm going to like maybe say something I don't want to say, um, it's really, really important to know uh, that it, it's okay to kind of walk away and find some space and go back to your breath and do some relaxation because overall 
the things we remember about being with family and holidays are almost always the the very good things. And so those little slights or those little things, um, you know, like we can sort of have some tools to, to get past those. What's your, what's the holiday vibes like at your, at your house? You said you have a big family. Yeah, just very chill. We don't do very extravagant holiday celebrations, which I appreciate. It's mostly just like everyone is back in the same place from school or work or whatever. I appreciate that there aren't a lot of high expectations around like big events, which that's a pretty major source of stress, I think, when people have expectations for how they want family events to go. 100%. So, so there's a couple things here. One is though that like I do think it's really important for people that that truly. So so I'm more like just personally speaking, I'm more like you, where I'm like, I I like the time off. I want to do projects. I want to kind of tinker around the house. Maybe take a break, take a step back from work. Do do different things like that. Enjoy my family. Be around the boys. Um, you know, spend time with my wife. Um, you know, my, my in-laws and, and my sister-in-law are much more festive. And I, so for me, I need to be really mindful of what's important to them as well, because I don't want to be a Grinch and, uh, or, or seem like a Grinch, but I also, I, I don't have to feel compelled to act a certain way just because this event is occurring or it's this time of year or something like that. And so I try and sort of like, meet people where they are based on um, what they want without letting them sort of, um, you know, uh, force me into acting in a way that I don't want to, I'm still true to myself, but I don't want to temper anyone's enthusiasm for the holiday spirit and the holiday season and those types of things. I mean, my kids love it. Maybe someday you'll have kids. You'll see they, they, they love the different aspects of it. The, the little, you know, gifts each morning and the different, the leading up and all the different things that we do. And, um, yeah, so, so like that stuff is really important. And, and for people that get a lot of joy out of that, lean into that and find your happiness with it. Um, but, but make that, um, you know, find that joy within. It sounds like a good way to summarize that would just be understand what you value about the holidays and be true to that yep i like how we uh laid out a really nice plan for what the podcast would look like last week and then we immediately deviated from it this week did we yes how we no follow the structure we were gonna we said we would <laughs> <laughs> so wait so wait i it's, i was just i was just thinking the words that were gonna come out of your mouth were I like that we set that up and I like that we really stuck with it. I did it like, uh, (laughs) this is how two people learn to work together. This is great. (laughs) We'll we'll figure this out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) So wait, so we had a recap. We had an intro. We had amazing music. So sorry, let's go from the top. So we had amazing music. We had an intro. Uh, We had a recap. And then uh, we had kind of our, the meat of it, which was the holiday toolkit. But I guess we kind of wrapped in the action items with the with the um, overview, huh? Yeah, we just, I don't think that we followed as clear of a structure as I was expecting. Got it. All right. Well, if you're out there listening to this, 
you have our email. You can you can give us some feedback. Tell tell us what we need to do better. We're we're rookie podcasters. Yeah. So so what are so let's do this because one of the things that we want to really kind of hammer home is that uh, overall with the whole program is that we want to be able to to like engage in small attainable steps towards wellness um, that that can be completed that don't cause even more stress or expectation and can be sustained so why don't you give me like i was gonna say three but now i'm gonna adjust back because i want this to be attainable and sustainable so why don't you give me one or two things that you're gonna try and do over break to really take care of yourself um well based on what we talked about today i think that two action items that i would take out of this if i was listening would be to be very mindful about why and when i'm eating and listen to my body and then also prioritize getting consistent physical activity. So I think that those would be my two main takeaways and action items. I think that's great. And now we have to write those down somewhere because I'll forget by next week. And and I want to check in with you. We on have that. a um, audio log right here. <laughs> it's such a good point. Oh, it's a very good point. We do. The, the, we have a record. And exactly. so we will, we'll, we'll remember. Okay. Uh, good. Uh, uh, so for me, uh, there's two, two things I need to do. One is I need to practice. I need to make sure that I'm practicing, uh, you, you know, patience and, and I, I can step away if the festivities get a little too much or the kids energy or the kids bouncing off the walls or those sorts of things. Um, and, and really uh, find joy in, in this period of their life and, and those sorts of things. So I think, because I can get a little stressed out about stuff like that or annoyed about stuff like that. And then two, the other, I think, big thing is I really need to remember to prioritize exercise as well. I was telling um, Anya before we started recording that I'm working on all these house projects and painting and we're doing all this stuff. And, and it's really easy to wake up just drink a bunch of coffee and start painting and sort of because you just want to get it done. And I really need to make sure that, that I'm um, taking time to, to go for, you know, walk, get the dog out, go for a jog, those sorts of things. So I'm going to work on those two things. Good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So I think that's it for this episode. How do we do on time? Where are we at? Uh, we're, I think we're running long, but that's okay. We've got a lot okay. to say. This is a holiday edition. It's a holiday edition. It's exactly. a blowout. We we had to cover all four things. Right. We we had to cover the four pillars. And so typically we'll we'll just zero down into one and keep it a little uh tighter, but I like it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Anya. Thanks for logging in from Portland. Thanks for setting up the Zoom. Thanks for doing the music. Um now make sure you exercise and don't work too much. I won't. Thanks, Kyle. Okay, see you next time.